Hey, you're listening to the Jazz Violin Podcast. This is episode 61, and today I'm chatting with Christian van Hemert. a bit of a special episode because we managed to get this done in person so I've chatted to Christian before on the podcast you can go back uh, he's one of the first people I spoke to actually a long time ago but uh, Christian was in town uh, in London hanging out after playing at Shrewsbury Shrewsbury uh, Django Festival was that in November something like that it was a little while ago let's say October it was October and um, yeah, he was in town, and I was, and I really wanted to chat to him again because he really likes to chat, and he has lots of words to say about learning music, learning jazz, learning jazz violin. He's a great violinist himself. He plays with um, Stockholo Rosenberg, and just basically anybody. He plays with everybody and anybody, uh, as long as they're really, really good at playing the music of Django Reinhardt. Um, anyway, I spoke to him in the amazing piano bar in Soho, which is the place that I play at regularly uh, in Soho, in London. And uh, yeah, we, we spoke to him in one of the rooms there. We actually recorded a video, which Christian has put out on his channel. He's probably putting it out uh, as we speak. And yeah, we had quite a nice uh, extended chat about, you know what, I can't even remember anymore. It feels like so long ago. Um, by the way, I've recently had a baby, so that's probably why it feels like it's so long ago. My wife just gave birth uh, seven weeks ago to our little man, Louis, Louis Holborn. So we've been spending a lot of time uh, with Louis uh, in the house. It's just been Christmas as well. So I really wanted to get this episode out in December for you. Um, I'm really excited about it. I, like I said, I actually can't remember what we spoke about because it's about three months ago now, and a lot has happened since then. But what I do remember it was, it was that it was a really nice chat, and we spoke a lot about things that I think you guys will get a lot out of. Um, before before we go, before we before we head on into it, I'd just like to say, if you want to support the podcast, uh, you can do so via Patreon. You do that on www.patreon.com forward slash Matt Holborn. Um, it's a place that you can uh, donate to the podcast, uh, but it's also a place that you can get involved in my Jazz Violin Practice Club. I've had a bit of a shift around with the way things work at the Jazz Violin Practice Club now, um, so there's a lot of there's a lot more on offer for people. So if anyone hasn't heard me speak about it before, I'm going to do it right now. It's a way that you can practice along with me. These guided practice sessions are sort of the main uh, feature of my practice club. So it's looking at different aspects of jazz and it's sort of practice along, practicing along with me. And, and because it's guided practice, it's, it's a sort of very special certain way of learning. It takes the, um, 
that sort of mystery out of like, oh, what should I practice today? I don't know what, how I can practice this. I don't know, you know, okay, fine, I've got this information, but I don't know how to practice it. You, have, you just have to let go and, and practice along with me. I take you through it step by step what we're doing. And at the moment, the, the way things work are uh, I compose a solo over a well-known jazz standard, and then we learn it together in the practice club, and I take little bits of it, and I find different ways that we can practice it in an uh, interesting and uh, musical way. So uh, I would uh, implore you to come and have a free go. You can basically get a seven-day free trial. So if you, uh, if you sign up for any of the different tiers on there, uh, you get a, a seven-day free trial, and that will give you access to all the things that, uh, that I give to my patrons. Um, come and try it out, um, and you will see that it's a really helpful way and a sort of new way uh, for us to learn to improvise or to learn music in general. All right, so enough of that stuff, enough of that chat. Um, please head on over there if you want to support the podcast, either as a podcast patron or join in with my jazz violin practice club. All right, let's do it. Um, please enjoy. Give it up for Christian van Hemert. So we just managed to um, to rush in, which is good. I feel like it's quite good to rush into these things, so it means that you don't have much time to to talk to each other before. To second guess yourself. No, no. It's more like if 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 you if you have a long conversation before you do an interview, you just waste That's all of true. your chat on uh, on your on your long conversation. And you got to say all the time, save it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sadly, we were just talking yeah. about microphones, so that wasn't that exciting. Um, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, uh, great. I have a great time here in the UK. Uh, been here now for like a week or something. First in Shrewsbury and now in London. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm actually um, enjoying some West End shows. Okay, is that what you, is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, in your was, time off. Yeah, I figured you know, um, I'll meet some people like you, uh, Harry Diplock, uh, Alban, Claret. Yeah, some musicians I know. But I was like, you know, I want to see some West End shows. So yeah, I um, I saw one, and I'm gonna see another one tomorrow. What did you see? I saw Back to the Future. Okay, nice. <laughs> I wanted to see because I couldn't imagine that it would be possible to uh, get all those scenes from um, the movie on on the on the stage. But yeah. I heard it was possible, and it was actually possible. So my mi- mind was kind of blown. All right. Okay. And then tomorrow I'm going to Neil Gaiman's uh, Ocean at the End of the Lane. Okay, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. Well, that's a play. It's not a musical. <laughs> okay. And so you're a big fan of West End stuff. Um. You know what? I've only been to a musical once in my life. Okay. Uh, I've played in many in yeah. the Netherlands, but um, I knew the level here is supposed to be much higher than it is elsewhere. So, And I what just, do you reckon? Yes, the sound was incredible. The band was incredible. Yeah. The singers were very good. Uh, the special effects were something I've never seen. That Maybe that's the standard nowadays, you know, but I've never seen... I didn't imagine that it would be possible to put that on stage, right? With a DeLorean like driving, right. <laughs> going through the the sound barrier. But what, how did they do it? What, what, so, did, what was the what was one that what was a scene that made you go wow? Uh, that never stopped, you know. Like uh, when the DeLorean goes eighty eight miles per hour, and you know they have this DeLorean on stage, it moves on stage. I don't know how they do that because at one point it flies, right. <laughs> it makes it turns upside down. I don't, know, I don't know how to do that. With people in it, right? Mm-hmm. So it flies and then they have a screen 
projection screen behind it and in front of it, and they right. project the speed on it. But the, the, the thing is also moving on stage, so it looks really like it's going very fast. Oh, sure. okay. it's, yeah, and then the music is pretty good, especially when they play the themes from the movie. Like the, the new songs are okay, but a little bit forgettable. But but I don't know, like the performances were great. The band was amazing. So the band is a band. Yes, it's a band. Okay. Really good musicians, and the sound was great. And I mean, the lighting was. Okay, you know, everything was like 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny because, yeah, in London, there's like a, there's this scene of musicians that that's, that's what they do. They do, yeah. the, they do that stuff and uh, they're really great at it. And a lot, like it'll be, like string players, it'll be like generally classical, like a classical job in a way, I guess, just a reading job. There were no string players though. Ah, okay. Yeah, that was the only thing I've, or at least I, I had, I didn't have the best seat, but I, couldn't see the whole band but i didn't see any string players and also when i heard strings i think it was was samples yeah yeah sure. so they had a band because the music is of course very important back to yeah, the future yeah. but it's mostly like rock and roll music yeah yeah so they had a great pop band and then they had some um winds and uh brass okay yeah and then the samples just were good samples but uh, yeah that that was the only thing that was lacking because when they go back to the 50s yeah when the the movie has a lot of like jazz and stuff yeah 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 it sounds a little bit not okay. not not Completely in the style. You know? Yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's not going to, though, because yeah. that, that is it. It's like I was saying, I guess it's like that's what these guys do. They do, these musicians, they sort of, they do like everything, don't they? Yeah. They'll be able to like do every style. Right, and seven days a week, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, must make some good money, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah? Totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. And they were very good, though, because the end, they had the gem. Yeah. So the last song, they do um, uh, Power of power of Love, you know. Okay. And then they the, the the band or the singers go off and they jam and they all play a solo. Oh, nice! And those solos are freaking amazing. Really? Yes. Oh, cool! Like the guitar solo, like the keyboard solo, and the, the saxophone solo—they were all great. So I don't know if they do the same solo every night, but I was my mind was. Blown. No, I'm sure they yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah this it, yeah, what's great about London. Just like the musicianship's very high here. Yeah, some true. great musicians. Um, so you're here doing. You've been here doing some some concerts. I've, yeah, I was part of the Shrewsbury Festival. There you go, that's it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's the third year running, mm-hmm. and I'll be there next year. At least that's what that's, they promised that's me. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's organized by Paula Schaefer together with Chris Green, or it's Chris Green ah, together with Paula Schaefer. I thought Schaefer. it was just Chris who organized it. Uh, well, they started together. Chris is still the organizer, but Paulus is always there. He's yeah, like yeah. the main guy, and he's also also involved with everything. So yes. he's involved with all the workshops, with the planning of it. Um, That's cool. Uh, with the concerts, he's a guest in other concerts. Nice. And, um, and then, actually, Paulus was the one who involved me in it. Nice. And then, the, so it was like four days of work, three days of workshops. I did both guitar and violin. Nice. And then um, uh, two concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, the students also the the students also did a concert the last day nice. on the same stage that I played there with, uh, with Moses Rosenberg and um, Paulus. But then the students play on the same stage. You now this is a great great opportunity for them. Yeah, yeah, that's cool stuff. Um, what's the yeah? What's the, what's the sort of what's the setup there? What happens? You get there uh, if you're there to go and learn. What like how does it how does it work? Yeah, so any level is welcome, but I think. It's best for my, you know that because you do your own thing. Right? Yeah. It's best if you already know the style a little, right? yeah. knew some tunes. So this year, uh, yeah, the level was okay. All the students that were there, they were involved in the music already, but cool. the, except for one violin player. But she was a very good violin player. You know? Cool. So, uh, and then um, you get some workshops. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what Paulus did, but because we, we we don't teach together, right? Yeah. I have a group. 
so I did a workshop with the uh, violin players on uh, how to outline changes because that's <laughs> you know as a violin player. <laughs> but I had there's one student there that comes every year and she's um, I, I you know her right Casey Casey yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's very difficult to be in a classroom with her yes it is right? yeah, yeah. because she's amazingly fast she can already do everything yeah yeah so then I work with the students uh, on a basic level yeah but then when they get tired and they yeah. get tired fast because yeah yeah I get very challenged stuff I work with Casey yeah. for a half hour and the rest watches yeah yeah and it's that's, 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 that's yeah they really enjoyed that because then they could see me working at the highest level because yeah. she's basically like a university student yeah yeah she right? sounds a great. very good one yeah, yeah but also her brain you know yeah yeah you give her say okay i want you to play some augmented skill on this tune and she will do it right yeah, yeah, and she will yeah. be creative with it so i guess yeah. a lesson once at the, at the django in the bay workshops that we we're doing and she was yeah it was the same thing it was sort of like a lot of yeah we had to but you had to go Okay, and now for Casey. Yeah, and okay, right. <laughs> but I also use her during the other parts to demonstrate things. Yeah. I say, okay, so now we're going to try this thing. Okay, and then I play guitar, for example. Yeah. And then I can let Casey demonstrate. I don't have to demonstrate. But yeah. I can let Casey do it. Yeah. And sometimes she does a better job than I would do. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so. And then I did a workshop with them on timing. Yeah. And with the guitar players, I did a workshop on understanding harmony. Mm-hmm. Because so with violin players, of course you have to go back like to understanding chords yeah but a lot of guitar players they know the chords of a tune but they might not necessarily understand oh this is a two five one yeah this is a turnaround this is a crystal change so yeah. i made them understand that so that the, and then we learned on the spot we learned like three tunes yeah. like without uh without yes. uh paper just i say the formulas yes. and we of course did some workshops on improv yes. yeah yeah so it'd be interesting to know because you obviously you started life as a violinist yeah. Um, or started jazz life as a violinist um and now you you know now you've sort of taken this turn as a as a guitarist as well you've sort of got the second the second second instrument you've but that, now that's like a large part of your life it's a yes. large part of your teaching a large part of like how you sort of just probably your daily life right yeah. a lot of it's guitar based most of it's yeah. guitar based yeah what's the what's it'd be interesting to know what's the difference between a beginner jazz violin student and a beginner uh, jazz guitar student or let's we could say uh, the gypsy jazz thing the Django yeah. thing let's talk let's stay let's stay in Django for the okay. time being because that's the that is a very interesting about. question and and I have an answer that might surprise you it surprises a lot of people because I always say you know actually playing jazz on a violin is easier like just if you look at the parameters that you have to master now playing the violin is much harder, <laughs> yeah. right? So, but here's what the problem is: because a lot of violin players that are ready to play jazz have put a lot of work into mastering the instrument, you know, tuning, bowing, uh, vibrato. Uh, yeah. You know, it's very difficult to do all of that. Very, very difficult. So then you tell them, okay, now we're going to do jazz, and we have to start all the way from the beginning. Yeah, that's it's a problem, right? Because they may be even playing by ear, and everybody loves it. You, mm-hmm. you know how it goes, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of guitar players that are very critical of other guitar players when it comes to playing good lines, they lose that perspective when it's a violin. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can play the theme to uh, uh, David Good, cool. come play with me. You're in my band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a kick with Bugatti. Yeah. But um, so, and with guitar, it's different because like playing the guitar, of, yeah, it has its challenges, but it's not the same as violin. You can, you can learn to play guitar uh, reasonably fast if you compare it to violin, mm-hmm. like that you could play. Wow, you could! I could teach you the chords from minor swing 
uh, right now, and yeah, you can yeah, jam yeah. with anyone. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's not with violin; it's not the case. So, but then to actually play jazz on the guitar, I find it harder. I find it harder because you can get away with much less. Yes, and that's the thing, right? You get there's the level of guitar guitarist is so high everywhere you go, right? In London, in the Netherlands, everywhere you go, that to be able to actually play with other people, you need a very high level. Yeah, and with yeah. violin. The level is just much lower. Like the like the, when you can get gigs. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because it's just violin. I feel like it's not the same with sax. And it no. must be because like what you're you know what you're saying. It's not just because it's a frontline instrument. Because first of all, when you say that, I'm thinking ah well, it's because if you can't play chords, then no one wants to be in your band. You know, no one wants to play with you. That's you know, if you're a guitarist and you've just started out and you don't know the chords to Autumn Leaves, it's like well, don't turn up because right. it's not going to work out. Whereas if you turn up to a, a violinist, you, hey, I've just started out. I don't know the chords to Autumn Leaves, but I know the melody. Like you said, it's like everyone's like, yeah, great you're in no worries yeah but it, but that i feel like i've always thought well that's because violinists don't need don't need aren't accompanying anybody but you think it's because the the, the standard is just higher for for lines you know i have a great of great i have a story about that last year i was teaching at Paros's camp uh-huh. uh this is a great camp by the way very high level of students and uh, there was this very good guitar player uh from germany he had a high level so we were jamming before the last start i was like wow I mean, yeah, this is going to be a problem teaching him because, uh, together with the beginners or like people lower level. And then I was talking to him. I was jamming with him a lot in the hotel afterwards or in the yeah, in the rooms there. And then he would say to me at one point, I, I, have a, I asked him, do you have a band? He said, yeah, I have a band. He said, what's the lineup? He got two guitars, bass, and violin. He said, oh, great. He said, I should hear this violin player. She's, she's fantastic. Okay. And then he showed me a video. And I immediately heard from like the second note, she doesn't know the chords of the yeah, tune. Sure. Because she was playing a B on C7, right? Sure. Some stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> like, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You yeah. play uh, Lama's Blues yeah. and then you That's start playing in G. Start playing a big G <laughs> major yeah. chord. Right. Yeah, yeah. I get you. So I, of course, didn't say anything. Sure. But after three days, we became more friendly. And I, he said, Manny, when you come to um, where I live, you can do a gig, you can meet a violin player. And then I said, you know, she's a very good player. Yeah. But, but she. She doesn't know the chords to the yeah. tunes, right? I said, well, well, yeah, that's true, but she has very good ears. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, but listen to this one tune. She doesn't realize C7. And he listened to it again. said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never noticed that before, right? And that's so weird because if mm. I would do that on the guitar, he would immediately notice that I would do that. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. So she was a very good violin player. Don't get me wrong. She had a good swing. Sure, sure. And sure. she had a good, like, yeah. charisma. Yeah. But she didn't know the she chords. Know the chords. And, and guitarists are like, yeah, no worries. That's what, what or worries. they don't hear it. Yeah, I guess they're not list- probably not listening out for it. Do you think? Yeah, um, maybe the some of the timbre. I, I, I have I have very difficult. I have difficulties understanding why that is. I had this conversation many times with Dennis. Timbre is timbre, the same, right? Because uh, yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like if you're not hearing it in your own, if you're not hearing it in like your own context, in the context of your instrument, you might not hear it. As in, like, well, when you hear. You've got perfect pitch, so actually you're not. It's not, but I don't have perfect pitch. Right. And if you were to play me a line, uh, a complicated line on the piano, then I might be like, "Yeah, it's going to take me a while, and it might take me a while to work it out." Even right. if it works really nice on the violin, it might, might, might take me a while to work it out. Whereas if you played it on the violin, I'd be like, "Oh, that's an E. Okay, I know what right, that is." Okay. And I think that people's ears are often. I I think that. I mean, yeah, I think that people's ears are generally they sort of grow alongside their uh, musicianship as a 
on their instrument. But so, let me ask you this: if you see, if you go to a bebop jam uh-huh. and there's two saxophone players, one knows to change, one doesn't. <laughs> you will, you will yeah, hear yeah. that immediately, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing that guitar players will also hear that. So, so why don't they hear that with violin? Is it also like? Is it also like because the violin? Well, like a saxophone, it's like whoa, like a trumpet. Whoa, like if you play a wrong note. Like it's going to be loud, it's right. a big sound, That's true. and they've got to blow it out, and it's just it just feels like a big a big thing that happens. Whereas the violin, I don't know, it's not as it's not it's somewhere in the middle. It's not it's not as powerful a sound. But then, right, but scatting, I mean, but now, now think about scatting. Now that actually with scatting, it helps helps a lot as well, right? There's lots of singers that scat that you know. Okay, this is this scat is nice, the sound is nice, but missing some essential. Harmonic, yeah. sure, sure. You can hear, the, you can really hear it. I, I may, uh, uh, she may, no, she hits everything. Uh-huh. But I know from Dennis that she actually doesn't really know the chords, but she does hears it. Yeah, and that's fine. I bet there are violin players that are like that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I've met very few. Yeah, um, yeah, it is, it is, it is a strange, it is a strange thing, and. I do think that, yeah, and, and it breeds, I mean, we speak about this pretty much every time, yeah. <laughs> every time we hang out, but it breeds the, the idea, it just sort of breeds, it, it goes in around and around and around until violinists are just like, well, I don't need to know the chords because I've got like loads of gigs and it's all cool. That's and, true. And, and, and then the next, the next crew of violinists come along and they're like... They hear that, right? Yeah, 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 I, think, yeah. I think violinists, we're, we're, yeah, we, we, we've done a lot of work doesn't you know we've already we've put loads of work into making a good sound and i think that we'll maybe just be like i'm, I'm putting myself in that in the bracket but i don't i don't i'm not in that bracket i know the chords um but we maybe do have this laziness of like well come on you know i played a violin have you seen this thing like i'm holding it like this it's so hard like, <laughs> it's true though <laughs> but so i don't by principle when i go to a gym and they play a tune that i don't know and it's very complicated, then yeah. I actually don't take a solo on it. Sure. If it's complicated, sure. I can, let's say I can't figure out the chords. Mostly I can because the, the tunes are, right? But let's say it's very, let's say it's Dolphin Dance, yeah. right? There's no way I'm going to get those chords. I'm, I'll leave it, yeah. I, 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 even if I get them, I won't remember them. So I, then I won't actually do a solo. But yes. I know lots of fun players that would actually do take a yeah. solo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that, well... Another another aspect of this is that we are looking at often when we're at camps we are looking at um, people who are doing this for a hobby and that's you know and that's like those these people like people who are looking at this music as a hobby are very important because they are True. Yeah. they're keeping this music alive and they are uh, and yeah and and they they love it you know and actually they get a lot out of it but I think that that's part of it is that if you're doing it as a hobby i think that sometimes people's like sometimes people find the hardest thing is like the jumping in and 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 doing the playing in itself like and just improvising sometimes people are just so like oh my god it's so hard to improvise okay i'll just do it it's like the first time they've done it and they're like cool and then they get told yeah but there's some rules here and they're like ah what and often I think that jazz to them, or it, you know, let's take take a step back. It might not just be people who are uh, hobbyists. It might be hobbyists. It might be people who have done violin for a long time and they're sick of the classical world because it's such a hard world. Yep. And they come to jazz and they're like, ah, I can just be free. It's Freedom. all good. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it's like, well, this is free. This is lovely. This is free. And then 
it's like, well, you should, you got another chorus. And it's like, ah, oh, but I thought that I could just chill, you know. I think it's a bit of that. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, so in Shrewsbury, there was one uh, woman, she was a very good violin player. She, yeah. she never played jazz before. Yeah. So um, the first thing we did was play minor string. Just, I wanted to see the level. Yeah. And she actually didn't play any wrong notes. Yeah. She... She didn't know the chords, but I told them the chords. Yeah. And she started every... She only played quarter notes, so no eighth notes, right? Yeah. And she played, started every line with the, with the root. Right? Okay. You, you know how it goes, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. immediately... Yeah. I'm sympathetic because yeah, yeah. she doesn't try. But her problem was the opposite, right? When okay. I told her to be more free... Then she couldn't do it. She couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it has to be a mix between like, okay, yeah. let's take some risks. Yeah. And, but what are, what are accepted risks? Or when do I have to get back to some just basic arpeggio or something yeah it's very difficult and she never managed to get there uh, we, she would do it in like a little exercise like say we do one chord and then she could be yeah. freedom but like the last concert we did a big jam session everybody played minor string she didn't want to take a chorus yeah mm-hmm. so that though lots of other people would do take courses with lots of wrong notes but she so there's something there that i appreciate yeah but then for it's very difficult for me to get her out of that kind of prison that she made for herself yeah so maybe that's maybe that's the opposite problem yeah i think that i do think it's a really i think teaching jazz teaching to improvise is such a such a difficult thing to do because you're looking at people with different different outlooks on music like people could you know and it it really can level the the room you know you could have someone who's been playing the violin for you know, who's, who's been playing the violin for three years, but they've just happened to have this personality that can throw themselves at it and maybe play what they hear. Sometimes, you know, that happens. And then you've got someone who's been playing for years and they can't. And I think that that's, that I think it's just such an impossible, not impossible, but it's such a hard thing to teach, especially in a group, in a group setting. But then, then How I, do you do it? What is your approach? Like if you have a group, you, you just did one, right? You just yeah. did a, yeah. Uh, well, I do it really depends again it's like it depends who's there but i think that i do like to teach a solo so that's what i okay i i go on i think i go on yeah i've realized over the years a little bit and it's something that i'm thinking about more is that like actually it's actually it does it does come to come around to this in that teaching someone to improvise shouldn't be the only thing we're teaching when we're teaching someone to play jazz sometimes we we we, vo- we focus on the improvisation a little bit too much and and this is Charles said this as as, as, as Charles sort of said Charlenberger yeah. said yeah. to me yeah hopefully we all know most a lot of us will Charlenberger said to me uh that when he went to one of these camps to right. to teach he was you know I think it was it was either him or or his uh partner said these people don't need help improvising. They are all improvising really great, right? But they need to help playing the violin, you know. Okay. And often, often actually, the we we focus on on getting people improvising, uh, but actually, people might need other things. They True. might need to understand like how to swing a little bit more. They might need to. And actually, they might need to learn the chords, and and, I f- and and they might need to learn to open their ears out, and they might need to learn just the sort of just some lines that, or some certain fingerings, some you know? certain fingerings, yeah. and some certain lines that um, bowings, yeah. bowings, but even just like me- melodic lines that that fit within the jazz idiom and understand the jazz idiom because you hear people improvising and you think you're you're being free at this point, but it sounds like folk music or it sounds right. very right. straight, it doesn't sound like jazz, you know, not swing and stuff. 
and I just feel like the best way to level a room again is to get everybody learning uh, everybody learning some material. So either yeah. a solo that's transcribed or, you know, and talk through the solo and then try and use a bit of the solo in an improvisation. So that's what I've been doing. A lot I of like my that. classes are, yeah. look, and it'll sometimes be something that I've written. It'll be like a set of lines on all of me that maybe that we're all going to try and look at. And then, then we, we take a little bit of it. And, I, you know, I like to take little bits of lines and then put them up in scales and stuff. That's what I've always liked to do. So, so with the pre-composed solo, you're talking about the pre-composed solo. I'd get a pre-composed solo, solo and we would, we'll, we'll all learn it together. We'll at least learn four bars of it and then we'll talk about each little section of it and I'll try and make it so it's got, it's just at the right level that it'll get, give something to everybody. And that's so how it's What's your, um, not, because we, I just mentioned Boeing, but here's the funny thing. So I have, I think, a very opposite opinion on Boeing and jazz violin. Ah, okay, yeah. Than most people. I always get questions like, oh, what kind of Boeing's, it's like we're talking about swings. Like, hmm. What's your view on it? And then I'll tell you my view. It's, it's probably different. Uh, my view on Boeing is that it's sort of semi- I don't know. I again I'm I'm sort of formulating this at the moment, but I feel like it might be a little bit less relevant than than we think it is when we're talking about swing. Again, one of the things that I think people d deal with or find most difficult when they're trying to get swing and trying to swing is hearing it in their head. Yes. So yeah. so people are like, "Right, okay, I'm here to play jazz. You're going to teach me how to play jazz. You're going to teach me how to do jazz bowing, and then I'm going to swing." And it's like what are you hearing in your head? Because if you're hearing like, then you'll basically find a way to make that happen on the, on the instrument. Whereas if you're hearing, then it's going to sound like that. And so I, and yeah, I do have the same opinion. That's okay. actually what I say. I, I, let, I make them sing. Uh -huh. I, I say, yeah, say cool. do a solo, but I don't care about the pitch. Yes. So I, I make them like, uh -huh. do, yeah. I make them sing and say, okay, now, that kind of rhythmic, I can immediately tell if if you understand this language of jazz, yeah, yes yeah. Or not, right? but if you understand it already, then I don't really care about Boeing. In fact, <laughs> yeah. let's do this thing that you just sang and make some notes and we try every Boeing possible. Yeah, like slur everything, everything separate. Start with the yeah, bow. Yeah. because same exactly in real life, same. that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but you cannot plan these Boeings. Yeah, not, not all the time, at least. I, I, I'm the same, and actually, I have to tell myself that sometimes as well. So sometimes this this is. Because I'm always getting myself in and out of technical problems throughout throughout my playing. I don't know if that happens to you or you'll, I, you know, my my technique changes all a lot when right. if I'm practicing a lot. Because then I'll I'll maybe be working on one thing and then my bowing will start to be more down up down right, up. Right. Every, and then I'll get to a gig and I'm just doing loads of down up down up and I'm like, no no, listen, you don't play like that. You just chill, you know. And then I don't. And then I'll change it and it'll it'll be cool. Yeah, I I, I honestly I think that. I do think that there are some nice exercises to learn, to teach you to uh, slur off beats, right? Of right? Yeah, like yeah, real, yeah. just simple, like, hey, can you slur off beats? And people, most violinists will be like, uh, oh, yeah, I can, but I, that's not natural. And it's like, True. okay, well, yeah. try and do that. You know, yeah. try and work on that because that's going to help you go mm, that, easier than, you know, that. But it's not the only thing. And, you know, like I spoke to Tracy Silverman. I know that he's not like super jazz do you know that guy yeah he's, I heard he does name. like chops yeah, 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 so and he yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like rock yeah. violin he's he's really cool oh, right. yeah, yeah i know him yeah. you, you'd know him if you yeah. saw him but um and he was just he he had and but he did study jazz i think he studied he was at juilliard and you know he's been around it a lot and he was just like yeah just 
I don't know, just just sort of speak it a little bit. It's sort of spoken. A lot of bebop is... So just try and... And just do it like that. Yeah. Breathe it, you know. And so then you got to hear it first. Just up and down. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing that for but anyone so who's not the, watching. About the offbeat slurring, <laughs> the, that's interesting. I do that too, but I do it mostly to develop your ears. Ah, yeah, right? yeah, and yeah. Because it, you're right. It's easier to get this offbeat accent a little bit. Right? Yeah. It's easy to do it. So, But once you get it in your ears... Now let's try like the wrong slurring and <laughs> see if we can still make it happen. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Try to try yeah. make it happen with with one long bow. Yeah, yeah. You got that with one constant bow. Can you do it? And actually, if you hear it in your head, you usually can. You can usually yeah. What's funny though, I do think the violin is it all this all comes from it is actually hard to swing on the violin. I think that I remember someone I uh it was Harry actually. I'm going to play his uh, his uh, album launch tonight. Harry was like, heard. I was basically during lockdown. We I would put these barbecues on, and we would all hang out in my oh, garden. Cool. We'd have all hang out in my garden and just jam. And I have this awful mandolin, and I was playing away on the mandolin. And he was like, "Your swing feel is so different to how you swing on the violin." Right. And in it, I, often when I do play a, a, a percussive instrument. I'll think this is actually. I wish I could play like this. this you know, yeah. I, I think it's you probably have that outlet, that nice outlet of being yeah, able to well, do. I know that. exactly what you mean. Um, the thing is, though, that it's still possible to do on violin, but you mm-hmm. have to be very so on guitar. If you pick every note, especially when you do everything alternate, then the sw- the short note will always be on your up on yeah, your yeah. right? Yeah, but gypsy yeah. jazz is already different. But yeah. on mandolin, you probably kind of do alternate. So then you really have to get in, get in. It's kind of the motion is already swinging. Yeah, yeah, And on yeah. violin, we don't have that motion really because it's kind of random what we do. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my my picking style is pretty random. It's actually quite, quite down. It's sort of okay. just hitting it. All right, and, okay. And then, well, but you have an impulse on every note. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And that, uh, then it's already probably easier to get that kind of a very defined... Yeah, uh, subdivision. The alternate the, yeah. picking is that's. I've never been able to do alternate picking. I've always found like drink it up, down, up, down, up, down. Right, gypsy right, right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but one thing is um, what, what I always tell the students, and I tell this to both guitar and violin students, and it really helps them. I said you have to imagine. Like the first thing you have to listen for the quarter note in the band. So the the quarter note could be the rhythm guitar, but it could be uh, a bass on the one and a half on the two. Somewhere yeah. the quarter note. Sometimes it's only a bass in one and three. You have to fill in this, the two and the four. Yeah. So you got this quarter note going, yeah. and then you have to just hear a constant flow of swing eighth notes on top yeah. of that, like do do da do da constantly yeah. all the time. And when you play, you just lock into that. Yeah. And then you stop playing, right? Yeah. But it goes on yeah. your head, and you just lock into that thing again. It's yeah. something I also always tell my uh, have to tell myself. Yeah, because sometimes you kind of lose yourself in like, can I play this very complicated altered line? And, yeah, yeah. But you have to actually listen for the quarter notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, then yeah. and find those eighth notes, and then yeah. lock into those eighth notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can't sing it, yeah, then there's no way you can play it. Yeah, is it rhythmically? Do you mean R- rhythmically? Yes. I, yeah, not the notes. No, I, yeah. I, I, that's a, that is my that's that's it. And actually, it really helps people. I think that is 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 realizing that it's not there's not because. Because people get really frustrated. I remember, True. I remember being saying, you know, I remember when I first started teaching people jazz, I'd be like, yeah, it's just basically these offbeat slurs, and you know, then you'll sort of work it out. And I hadn't really thought about exactly what happened to me 
to make me swing. And and what happened to me is listening to jazz since I was really young and my granddad's a jazz musician and just sort of like, just sort of, and listening to playing blues on the guitar or whatever, playing, I used to play drums and play drums. And it's like, that's sort of why I could, why all I needed was Tim Cliphouse to say, hey, do offbeat slurs. Right. And then I was like, ah, oh, sweet, yeah, this yeah, is great. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. like, it's not, not, it's not where everyone comes from. A lot of people are like, they're not hearing that those lines, they're hearing like on the beat, like, you know, they're hearing just stuff on the beat and they're just Penny. not hearing. They hear Penny. Yeah, yeah. sometimes that's We well. had this one workshop where I had all the guitar players, like, I don't know, 15 guitar players, and they all had to play a solo, a little solo on a tune. And yeah. it, it, oh, some were good, but most of them were pretty bad. I'm, I'm not even talking about notes, but talking about, like, the time feel this way. Sure. But uh, when I would ask, like, what do you think is your main, the, the, your biggest weakness? What do you want to prove? Nobody would actually say. Yeah. Oh, so now I need more f- lines for like dominant chords or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So let's do an exercise. Let's just take two notes. Yeah. An A and a B. Yeah. And we're going to, you can only play solo with that. Yeah. And then it was very apparent. Yeah. And everybody could see. Yeah. Okay. So the, the problem is not the notes. because No. It's it is the time feel. It's the time. It's, it's the, the time, time feel. feel. It's and the hearing. It's the it's the hearing. It's the hearing in your head, like you and said. And it's so difficult. It is, yeah. I, I find it very difficult to teach, to improve also yourself. Yeah. Because a lot of time, I know what your opinion is, but a lot of people they ask me like, okay, yeah, it needs to be laid back. But I think actually, if you focus on laid back or on the beat, this is very confusing. It doesn't yeah. really work, because all the people that can demonstrate it already have good timing, right? I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, demonstrate yeah, yeah. you laid back or top. they already have very good time yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is an extra level I think what you should focus on that's my opinion is the consistency of your string rhythm so every long note should be just the same length as every other long note and every short note yeah. the same length so I, okay, I don't care yeah. I don't care how you, how you subdivide it you could be very straight player or a little string or a lot of string but you have to work on the consistency and if you, you have the consistency then you can maybe Maybe mm. maybe look at subtleties. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right about don't worry about whether you're going behind or in front of the beat. I think it's tight. That's like later. It's that's yeah. You're right. It's it's being it's just being time is one thing. Uh, yeah, I guess being able to but 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 it isn't just being in time. Swinging is not just being in time because some people some like you might be talking about quite high level classical players who can play. You know, you can read and be in time and be in time with straight quavers, but they can't quite find that time thing, you know, the time thing when it comes to jazz. So that, that, that's going to be a good exercise. Probably makes you think about it. But for me, it probably, yeah, you basically it's give yourself some exercises, whatever those exercises are that make you think about time. But whilst you're doing that, you know, you've got to be listening and just got to hear these, this stuff. Cause if you don't hear it, it's not going to happen. If, if, if it's a classical player that has uh, no idea, this is what I tell them. Like, this is one sentence. So I say, it's a long note and a short note, legato, and if there are any accents, it's on the shorter note. Mm-hmm. That's what I like, okay, right? Yeah. There's more to it, but yeah. that's very. So then I say like long, short, long, short, long, short, long, yeah. short, long, and legato. So no, not the but it, did it, did it, yeah. that was work legato. But it uh, could be quite straight as well. You know, yeah, the, no, that, that's so. And so, a different style. That's a different. Be a different style of. But swing. it's never. But it's da, da, never da, da, completely da, da, straight, da, da, right? Da, 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 no, but da, da, da. you're swinging. You're swinging. It's not a little bit, but it's still. Yeah, but it's not da 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 da. You're still swinging a little bit. And I did a test because that's hard. It's quite hard to not. It is because then suddenly it's not swinging anymore. And somebody told me, "No, when it's very fast, it's very straight." But I actually 
checked. I took a very fast recording of Cannibal Adley, uh-huh. and I slowed it down like ten percent, uh, and you could still hear I can the imagine swing. You could actually. With it's Cannibal, not completely yeah, yeah. straight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It gets a little straighter, of course, yeah. because you cannot really do this thing anymore. But it's still. It's like you're just singing. Yeah. Yeah. You if can still, still hear. <laughs> there is something going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. If I record, if I listen back to this, I'll be like, "That's just fucking swinging." You're trying to be straight. I think it is hard. It's, it must. You must. I think you've. That's a good. That's a, maybe you're right. That's a good. It's a good uh, way of describing it. It's a long note. It's a short note. You might ex- you might accentuate the short after. If you want to accentuate, up. don't accentuate the long. Don't have note. to. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you can swing to. real yeah, nice yeah. and not accentuate anything. Yeah, yeah or accentuate true. everything. But I think that I think it's hard for violinists. I think that I think it is tough, and I think that I think it's often it's often something more as simple as listening, and I, that can sometimes feel a little bit throwaway and a bit like, oh, well, why have I come to this lesson if you're just going to tell me to listen? But you have to. You just. It is what it is. You've got to really hear the stuff in your in your head, or it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. What's I your think. thought on transcription? Do you emphasize that? Uh, I yeah. I I feel like if people don't like doing it, then but but they have a good work ethic and they're progressing, then don't have to. But for me, I sort of don't know how you go out go through life as a jazz musician and don't want to do some transcription yeah like well, i don't you know how buy a book with transcriptions you could okay well i don't i don't think that it's a great idea to consistently throughout your career uh you know uh, as a learning jazz violinist or jazz musician to always be using a book to read your transcriptions and to read to read the material now if it, if especially at the beginning if you're if you're someone who finds it all tough and you and you, and you but you've got a good you've got a great memory for re- reading and you've got a great memory for written music as in like when you when you memorize things you memorize thing, them from the page then all be then cool buy your book and and use that to start with to get you going but really the the job is and and it, and it never the job never ends the the being a jazz musician the job of a jazz musician never ends the job is every day every time you pick up your instrument try to try to work <laughs> try to work it all out and try to work it all out with your ears because you're going to use your ears later it to me yeah i, I think as a beginner if you're going to use written transcriptions absolutely go for it but as you go on there's just got to be some level of trying to work things out by by ear and it, and it, so do you write it down because you just published a book right i've not published it yet okay I'm, I'm i'm doing it with a publishing company now so it's taken me ages to sort it oh, out yeah, yeah. but because uh, <laughs> they've got because they have notes for me yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah it i don't i i don't i don't write i don't write out transcriptions that ever that i've that I've transcribed. Man, but, I have thousands. Right. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> I can understand why you would. Well, like, yeah, I there's also things... I, You know, there's uh, times that I uh, did a transcription and didn't write it down, but I've always regretted it because right, then okay. like two years later, like, you've forgotten it. It's yeah. one thing I can't forget. I have to do it again. But, right? the, but for me, the, the, the writing it out wouldn't help me play it. No, 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 not for playing. It's more for our archival okay, okay. purposes. Yeah, I guess it's nice to have it. It's just like, Man, this just, exists. Someone I, oh, said that to It's me. in the cloud, right? And uh, yeah. I have this thousands of descriptions. And sometimes in my in the hotel room somewhere, and I think, I need some more stuff, written changes. Yeah, and I just yeah. go to my full of written changes, and there's so many Yeah, you know, no, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. That is, it is cool. I think that someone was saying that about, you know, get, can, not trying to get too deep here, but it, 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 
we are we like things as human beings we like things that exist and as a musician often the, a lot of the stuff that you do doesn't really exist you just do this thing and you, right. you learn to you learn to improvise over chord changes and like well what if you got you don't really have anything you just can do this thing you don't you can record it you can record it you can but like maybe then you've got one cd with, you know this. Oh, then you could transcribe the cd <laughs> well there you go yeah, yeah, my yeah, point yeah. is yeah. that like if you if you can just create some things then you it's nice to have that because you're just like i did this you know you look at it you can hold it in your hand rather than Rather than like, oh yeah, I've transcribed thousands of solos. Like, prove it, <laughs> prove yeah. it to yourself. Where oh, is that's it? why I, now I'm doing the book thing. <laughs> yeah, right? so yeah. I, I started out doing um, just probably some PDFs that went into my YouTube channel. Yeah, that nice. became a Patreon. Cool. And then uh, some, they were always like, "Why don't you make a book? You know, like yeah. a like a logical order of, of of learning things." Because of course the, the PDFs and the Patreons were random because it was just a video so on whatever I was interested in. So yeah, that is that's that's Patreon. It's, yeah, it's like and it's and it's the problem with Patreon. I like Patreon, but it's this timeline thing. And no, it's like, I made an index, so okay. I put in the work and I made a huge index what, where you can Dropbox. search. No, so it just it's a one post and it has a link to all relevant posts. Ah. But yeah, that took a long. You time. You made a page then, a yes. website. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's just a post on Patreon. But a it's, post. Yeah. No way, dude. Yeah. It's what do you post, mean? It's called. I just called it index. Okay. And if somebody joins on Patreon, they get a, a message with a link. And you click it, and it lists all my videos on YouTube, all the posts that go with that okay. video. So you can always but find it. It's a link it. to what? Just other Patreon posts. Okay, okay, okay. So let's say I make a video about uh, you, right? Uh -huh. so this is a Hans Corroso, the Matt Holborn, yeah. I describe it. Yeah. And I make a video about it on YouTube or something. Yeah. But a year later, somebody sees that video. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to have the PDF. If you go to my Patreon ah, page, okay. it will be buried. Yeah, right? yeah. You won't find it. Yeah. But now you go to my index and you type in Matt Holborn. Yeah. And, and, this, oh, and you click on it and you go to that post that I made three years ago. Okay. Hey, did you know, have you seen what Patreon has now? I think that this could make things more simple for you. And I think it is making things more simple. For things like that, you've got a shop, right? Okay. And in that shop, you can sell items but you can also make those things free to pe to people who are patrons right so you can sell them to non-patrons so it's a shot it's like just ah, a, okay, like a so say so you so you can sell ebooks e yeah. you know you could sell pdfs i have a, my but i have my own web store okay right? i because i'm not so the the, the but that, thing but was, it's just a way to yeah it's to, new right yeah. it's just a way to you could have a a, a on your store, that could be where all your PDFs. But how are. do you my my patron works with subscription though? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, so yeah. because so my patron is if you join for the lowest amount, you get access to the nice. uh, post of two months back. Nice. And if you do a middle amount, it's five months back. Okay. Yeah, and if yeah. it's the highest, oh, cool. you get access to the whole catalog. Ah, right? cool. Okay. So what works is you, you come in and then you find the video that you like and you go, try to access the PDF. Like, oh no, this is only for people that are five months back. Nice. Right? That's but, cool. But but to get back to that point, like it's all random. There's yeah, no yeah, order. Yeah, totally. So then I started making these books, which have a clear subject and a progression from I start here, I end there. Nice. So I, I could recommend that to any musician or educational or actually any musician that has something to teach. Yeah, yeah. Make a book. That's what that is my. That's what I'm doing at the moment, and I, I agree with you. It's really it's a really interesting process actually doing making a book. You did it on your own, but I'm doing it with this company and they're actually it's actually really great doing it with someone they're like this is cool but you know i look at this and it doesn't feel it doesn't make sense to me and i look at it myself and i'm like you're right it could be i could put True. it in a better way it's so nice to have 
that but you know there's there's there's, there's i'm sure there's there's some positives to doing it on your own well <laughs> i can do it on my own because i of course have these platforms that yes. have people know me yeah, from yeah educational stuff people. like if you are an unknown author yeah, yeah. i'm not saying you are but let's say yeah no yeah, definitely yeah. and you you need you need someone that can put it in the market yeah definitely. so i understand that and it's great that they can do the editorial stuff yeah. for my first book i hired a guy from fiverr oh yeah to do the layout to format the the, the fonts and i paid him extra to send me the source file so now yeah. i can just use yeah, the yeah. design for every new book yeah yeah plus <laughs> i used the uh the now uh, maddest practice of using your readers as beta testers. The what, sorry? <laughs> using the users as beta testers. Okay. Right? Like a video game companies, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. release a game, it's not really finished. Yeah, yeah. But then people, they report the bug. So yeah, I have yeah. a Discord. Okay. Right? So if you buy a book, you get access to my Discord. Yeah. And people find spending mistakes. They yeah, find yeah, things yeah, like, this yeah, is not yeah, very yeah, logical. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And I re-upload. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so cool, yeah. Yeah. So that's now, like, that's I think all mistakes have been gotten rid of from book Great. three because people say, just know, there's like this weird thing to say there. And it's like, oh, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Copy paste error. <laughs> that's so good. And man. I changed it and I upload the, re upload it again. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, my book is mainly about, it's based around um, uh, enclosures. So, oh, cool. And I, actually, I know that that's something that you're interested in as a violinist as well, which I think is interesting because a lot of when I speak to guitarists, they're like, ah, I don't really think about enclosures much. True. But yeah. violinists, I think it's it, for some reason it really it, like, yeah, it really it really uh, it's it's a big part of of my playing and a big part of how I of how I piece together a lot of a lot of jazz language. Is how you feel the bars? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How I fill up space. <laughs> well, the thing I think the reason is you're right because when I play on guitar, I hardly think about it. I, the reason is guitar it's more shapes based, mm -hmm. so the enclosures are part of the shape or they're sure, not. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on yeah, violin, yeah. you're more you're more concerned with the actual notes yeah, that you're playing. Yeah, it's yeah. just the case. Yeah, yeah. So then you say, okay, now let's play this A minor arpeggio, but let's use enclosures, right? Yeah, yeah. And guitar is just lose this fingering, then yeah. you go there, you go there, yeah, you get, yeah, oh, it's yeah. all enclosures. Okay, great. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But do you yeah. have names for the enclosures? Because yeah, I'm sort of naming them as I go. Or you know, I'm, there's under over, and there's like you know, there's like rules. It's like on at the moment, you know, what I, my book is based around. The rule is generally under is by a semitone, and above right. is by okay. a scale tone, right? But so if you do that, do you do that kind of enclosures? So like da 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 da. Yeah, I mean that's I call it, maybe that is that one that I call ja the jazz enclosure because that's a classic or da da so. I've not got the best ear. Duh is a note that we're aiming for. Duh, you go under by a tone. Duh, and then over by a tone. Duh, duh, duh. You climb down, then under again, yeah. and then on. Duh, 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 duh. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I call that like a. I think that might be like an extended jazz enclosure. Because are the names for it, or you just? Oh, I'm just calling it that. But that's what I'm. That's like, what I'm calling it. Do you do that one also? Uh, I haven't actually done. I haven't done that one, but the that's it. Is there's thousands? There's, there's of them. so many. There's man. thousands of them, yeah. and I also got really into. And I'm not sure if I'm going to have this in the book. It might be another 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 book at some point. But diff, rather than enclosures, like ways of moving between notes chromatically and rhythmically, a bit like the Barry Harris thing, a little bit, or a bit like the bebop scale, how it's set out right. to make you on the beat. Yeah. Um, but just but just thinking about thinking about um getting between notes rhythmically chromatically and rhythmically like chromatic rhythm basically 
So, and you can go up scales, uh, you know, if you take like the, a scale and ah, I'm probably not going to do a good job of this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So up a third. You end up on the beat, right? And then if you want to do that from, say that, say that's a, what was that note I just sang? No, I this is too low for me. Okay, well, that's that's that was a root to third. So that's, say we're in C, which it probably isn't, anyone who's got good perfect pitch. So my perfect goes until here. Mm, it goes to there to that G okay and every note if you sing F sharp on it I won't hear it anymore okay you have to sing note there mm, but, right so yeah. C is that right C up to the E yeah, yeah. and then if you want to do that same thing as in what the, what we're doing there is we're trying to get from C to E or, uh, on the beat and be chromatic and that's 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 the rule I'm not worrying about what's going on there you just go da 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 yeah okay because that's what makes to me. That's what makes that little line or that little movement work. It's but how the, do you teach it in the book? Then you just list them. Or well, then, but then you've got in C, in C major. Then if you try and do that same thing from D to F, yeah, it's it's different. So you've got to go okay, above okay, yeah, yeah, by. Yeah, you have to go so, to G. So you've got to go above yeah, by. Yeah. Okay. And then just finding little things like that that actually to be honest are great things to practice for violinists and just great things to practice basically you can use these things to work on basically quantifying jazz language in one way but also to you know that can be your your technique practice you know because for jazz violinists need to practice being in tune as well i think i do you know so i i I, if i'm going to practice things in staying in tune i don't really want to use like Shradiek anymore because it just pisses me off. Yeah, but also the fingerings are not very handy for jazz. Yeah, but yeah, it's just yeah. it just pisses me off. It's yeah. annoying and it's just like <laughs> it's horrible music. So and 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 I want to use I want to find things like that that I can use to. So it's basically in your book. It's attitudes with those, or is it really like it'll go through? Well, it's uh, that's not in this next okay. book, but it probably will be in another book at some point. It's, because I'm interested in it for sure. But I want to know like, so I can tell you my books. That I have a subject and I sh- I make. I show that uh, the lines for that subject yes. in isolation. Then I make exercises with uh-huh. it, yes, right? Yes, so that's, that's, with a backing track or something. That's sort of what's going on. I basically, first of all, did it as like a sort of workbook. So, for example, it, uh, yeah, it would be just under, you know, under by a semitone or above by a scale tone, and it would just be doing that to scales and then finish it off yourself in the rest of first position. Basically, showing a little bit of it and then saying, "Oh, use this concept to finish it off in first position." So now you've got it up right up way up a G major right. scale. But actually then recently I've through speaking to the and also I did use it in some lines as well but then through speaking to the publishing company they're like look we just need more we love the concept we think it's great and we're going to we're we're going to publish which, it which company is it or is it uh, fundamental changes oh I, yes yeah, yeah, I, know. I don't know if I should say that I thought they only oh I can see uh, it's, it's <laughs> uh, no one cares okay. uh, they do guitar but they're trying to right guitar span yeah. out yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, this you can take it out of your podcast. But I want to address the people that are watching because there's still ten people watching. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how the sound is because these microphones they are for the podcast. Yeah, they're not plugged so in. So they're not. So oh we, right. What yeah. Have we actually- have we got any microphone? Well, there's a microphone in oh, there. Oh, just yeah, that yeah, microphone? Yeah, yeah, that wow. microphone. So uh, no, but they, the people are. So if you have a question, you can still ask it. Um, but they're they're mostly saying that they know the piano bar. 
okay. They know the piano. Part. Yeah, the people. This, they these put people who went there. Uh, Matthew Dowie and something, someone That's else. Fine. If you have a question, you can still type it if you can understand us. But I think I will later re-upload this video with okay. better sound. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good so idea. So that was just you have to cut it out the podcast probably, but yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, yeah. Basically, yeah. That's my book is doing that. It's taking these chromatic ideas and putting them into. So when lines. is it, when is it coming out? I don't know. What's the title? Uh, it, it, it's enclosures for a jazz violin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very direct. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And you, but your books. Let's hear that. You know, you you're you've got three now. Three and yeah, and planning three more for next. And they're but these are guitar books, aren't they? Yes, I would say the first one would be completely useless as a violin player, for example, mm -hmm. because it's very guitar and it's so shape based. Mm -hmm. The second one already there's a lot of vocabulary that could be used by any instrument, mm -hmm. but of course, like. I teach it on guitar. You speak it. For, you speak to guitar, right? And also, it's only in one key because in uh -huh. guitar you could just move the, your hand, right? It's the same. I, my book, stay in one key. Okay, okay. It's just, I think I do think that's a good idea. Well, there's many books that have like twelve keys. I, I saw that. Uh huh. Like saxophone books. Like it's uh -huh. a very thick book, but it's because everything is uh -huh. written all keys. The, what's that one? The the patterns for improvisation. For instance, that's yeah. a, that's a nightmare. I've looked at that. I've just been I've, that that it's things like that book. I mean. I, no offense to whoever wrote that book; they might not, they don't care what I say. But that is a nightmare book. I just, you just go, what is this? I don't like those books either. It's just too much. It's like you know, <laughs> give me one of them. It's just like, come on, man, what is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I understand it. I guess it's if you're if you're already working on jazz, and you need something to practice. But I feel like it's not the it's not the way to make nice music now so my third book for instance so the second book is like first book is for absolute beginners you you have you bought a gypsy guitar or art stop and you want to nice. play some jazz you can't play jazz okay here's a way to get into it mm -hmm. the second book is okay you got you you mastered that your playing is okay yeah but it's not if everybody plays like that yeah <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be yeah. very boring yeah. so here's some more things to get you more being more creative nice but the third book is about jungles in the 30s yeah so what i did is i Transcribed a lot of stuff from Jungle in the 30s. Nice. Sometimes free solos, sometimes lines. And free I solos? Categorized, well, lots of them, man. That's a guy. How many? I don't know, maybe like like 30 complete solos. Nice. And then, uh, but lots of like separate phrases. Yeah. And, and I categorized everything. So like I said, these are phrases for turnarounds. Mm. The Jungle played in the 30s. Mm. I'm talking 1930 to 1939, which mm -hmm. is already a big... It's a long I time. I mean, Jungle developed so, a lot in that. Yeah, movie, yeah. But, but still... And then uh, here's uh, lines for Christoph changes. Here is lines for Christoph changes. Yeah, that's for 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 yeah, shot for yes, right? Like the last uh, eight bars of all of me, right? I'm you, know, sure we, you know, we call it. Well, yeah, some of us call it the horse. The horse. Yeah, the maybe horse. that's a better name. You ride, you ride it home. Because I I, I recently <laughs> learned that Christoph changes is not actually another politically correct name. <laughs> What does it mean? Because it uh, <laughs> becomes from that song, Mr. Christopher Columbus, Mr. Ah. Christopher. Uh, because apparently it's it's in that song a lot. Uh, okay. of course, but we know now that that's not very, <laughs> he was not a very but nice guy. So. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, know. I feel like that's quite tenuous, but I know. So, but as long as you, yeah. So, Christoph changes is that, but I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. um, you know, that that term, I learned that term from Rom Roman, ah. uh, not from him, but uh, he was but using it in a video. 
and then I heard other French people use it. Uh-huh. Christophe changed it. So I was like, okay, yeah, why not? You know, we, yeah. we need a name for it because yeah, it, yeah. it does need. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the horse is is is. I think I learned that from Giacomo Smith. He calls it the horse. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna use that. I'm just gonna use both names. It's yeah, yeah. The horse. I think the horse is good. It, it, it makes sense, right? Because you you ride home. Basically. Yeah, you ride home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel like you're going home. So th- there's home. a chapter for that, and then there's a chapter, a lot of chapters for five one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But sure. then in different positions on the guitar, yeah. right? So it's like uh-huh. one if you have your your hand uh, in this shape, uh-huh. right? There. So, uh-huh. uh, and then I discovered, basically discovered that Django was only playing a major in that time, except for minor swing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right? Which ironically is most same song, but most of it was major. And then all those tunes can be actually even crystal changes. Can you can actually just make that all five ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you need just lots of stuff. Go on, yeah, go turn, on, around, turn around. Christoph changes. How would you make that a five one? Well, Christoph changes. If you want to simplify that, it's mm-hmm. just four one five one. Four four one five yeah, one. Let's I say we're in the is. key of uh, C. That would be F C G uh, F C G C four one five one. So you'd say that the second chord could be C. It's four. Yeah, it could be because it's sharp. Sharp four is yeah, like, it's like two a, bars is C. one diminished, isn't it? It's yeah, no, it's four. It's raised four. So, oh, but I thought you, yeah, but I thought you said four one. Yeah, two bars four, two bars one, ah. two bars five, two bars ah. one. Okay, okay. If okay. you improvise just four four one one five five one one, it will fit any rhythm. Uh, Christoph changes. Yeah. Even better to do two bars of raised four. Yeah. So C sharp diminished C sharp diminished to G. I was about to say, but yeah, that and and that that's a little bit like. But then if if you just do sharp four then you're basically just doing one because sharp four is sort of like one diminished and one diminished is sort of like a no one diminished will be like a subdominant so no no i i would say that's four so. it's four no it, it is four it's four it's, it's four okay. right there's there's out there's three functions in music in yeah, western yeah. music it's it's a tonic as dominant and subdominant yeah yeah so yeah, one yeah, for five yeah yeah so most okay yeah Fine, and, it's four. And we want to stay as long as possible in either four or five, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that gives the tension. And five is actu- four is actually kind of five. Yeah. It's a sub, sus five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then in the end, everything yes, becomes, yeah. it becomes five, 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 five yeah. one. So the crystal changes is actually sus five, yeah. sus five one, and yeah. then five, five, one. So it's all five one. Man, I, I, I absolutely love that way of looking at it, because it just, because... And, it can sound like talking like this can sometimes sound a little bit uh, a little bit nerdy and a bit like oh great and it doesn't sound like you're talking about it, it, okay how do I make the music out of this but for me that's that tells me look just just try and hear five one if you can hear yeah. five one everywhere and, and listen to the best players and if you listen to someone like Stan Getz or something I know that's not gypsy jazz it's not violin it's not guitar but someone like Stan Getz that is exactly how he's playing yes. he's playing like. He's just he's just finding the melody and he's finding he's finding the root. He's just trying to get back to the root all the time, and he's using like you said, subdominance and dominance to right. do it. And it's just. But here's another other interesting thing. So, the beauty of harmony has been said, but I agree also in classical music. It comes usually from four to one because uh-huh. five to yeah. one is very obvious yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. a lead tone to the root and the third. Yes. Right, and in the four, the, the, the there's no lead tone to the root. Yes. The root is already there. Yes. So there's only a lead tone to the third. Yes. And uh, so this, uh, now if you want to be really sophisticated harmonically, uh-huh. on the five chord you play four. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. You play, it's D7 to G, and on the D7 you play C minor. Yes, yes. So, or you play C sharp diminished, right? Yeah. Or you play uh, C double diminished. So like, you, you stay on four. Yeah. So if you think about that, then everything becomes just five or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. Can, you can use them... 
you can substitute one for the other because sometimes you want to have that altered sound, right? Yeah. It's a little bit in your face, yeah. especially with you start playing that lick. But sometimes you want it. Yeah. And, but Django is basically, that's, I can hear for uh, Django in the 30s, but later also. That's what he's doing. He's yeah. only playing 5 to 1 or 4 to 1. Yeah. And a lot of time he's playing 4 to 1, even yeah. when it's 5 to 1 in the changes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's simplifying it. He's obviously he he's he's just simplified. He's simplified all of this. But stuff. Used to think, now now it's the, you, have, you simplify it and then you make it more complicated. Oh, exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you you take the simplified changes and you make those more complicated. Now and then you end up with a set of changes that is so different from what the rhythm section is playing, yeah. but it's the same functions. Yeah. And then you get some kind of um, dissonance that you won't get. From uh, okay, I'm gonna play the bebop skill on D7. You won't get that from it because yeah. then you're still doing this thing on D7 instead of oh it's C minor, but now I'm gonna side slip to C minor. Yes. So I'm gonna do B minor to C minor. Yes. You would never get that otherwise. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't find those. You can't do those sort of complicated things without simplifying it. Yeah, or cycling. So uh-huh. for, let's say you do C minor instead of D7. Let's say, but you know what? I'm gonna play a dominant to the C minor. Uh-huh. So I'm going to play some G7. Yes. <laughs> Resolve yeah. to C minor. Yes. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. But if you make it happen, if you make the lines very logical, you will get some kind of internal harmonic logic in your lines yeah. that end up eventually in the same place, the rhythm section. That's yeah. not, it's the one. It's the big one yeah. at the end. Yeah. I think it can, you know, I, I think that doing sort of more crazy, like not that this is crazy, but if you, you know, doing more substitutions in, in your playing as a violinist is... It's re- it's it's really good to do, but I think it's, I, th- I think it's a tough one to do. You've got to be really strong with it because you've got your tuning and you've got yes. the way just the way that the instrument is. I feel like saxophone players can really get away with, and guitarists if you turn up, <laughs> all of us if we turn up. But you know, it's there, if we're playing acoustically or we try to play like we like we actually sound, then it can you know you've got to be really 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 clear and you've got to be really really in tune if you're going to do any of this stuff on a violin I think but my solution is then don't make the register too big just stay on two strings when yeah. you do this kind of thing yeah, so okay, you have yeah. quick a quick um, turnaround of changes right if you play like a B diminished arpeggio up yes come back down and then you come back down with C, C minor 6 so yeah. you have a quick resolution mm-hmm. of these things but yeah. if you start using all kinds of chromatics around that you can do that Yeah. but then yeah you're right it becomes very um, it might be hard to for a listener to actually pick up on this, yeah. even subconsciously, it might yeah. sound kind of random then. Yeah. But, but you know, Corpelli, if you, you know this solo he plays on uh, Django Tiger. Yes, man, I love that solo. He plays B, he plays D minus six on top of that E7, right? I don't remember now, but I don't remember. I described it. Yeah, he does lots of B half diminished stuff on the E7, right? Yes, yes. So there, there you have it. He's playing D minor six. He's playing yeah. the four minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Django I, did that all the time. Yeah, as well, Django right? did it all the time. I wonder if they talked about it or something. Or, or yeah, picked up. I on feel it. like they they were because I tr- I transcribed the Django solo on the violin as well. And and yes, that, I saw the video. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah I tried yeah. to try to get. You didn't do. You didn't. You didn't do one back to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was writing. I was writing my second book then, yeah, and yeah, I wrote yeah, another yeah. book after that. No, you can't. You, I mean, you can't make a video out of everything you get tagged in, dude. Um, no, I. But the uh, yeah, I I I feel the same. They they both were playing some of the same stuff. But now like, imagine really nice. using your um, enclosures to outline that D minus six. Yes. Right. Now you get a chromaticism 
that has nothing to do with E7 anymore. Yes, yes. But it still works harmonically. Like you play B, B flat A, and then you play you, you play something like this, you know? You play something like this. Right? Yeah, yeah. It has yeah. nothing to do with E7, yeah, yeah. but it will work because it's B, it's B yeah, minus, yeah. D minus six, and it will resolve to A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. Because I've I've heard you talk about your that concept with violin before, actually. So yeah, you that that the idea of taking these nice chords right. and just just enclosing them and not worrying about scales, just worrying about the incl- the enclosures or then, side slip them and then, yes. and, and then close the side. But you're right. So I side slip. I play B flat minus six and I enclose the bed, that. But you have to be careful now. You have to be very quick with resolving it. You got to resolve. You have to. Don't resolve, stay yeah. too long on that on that wrong chords with the tuning and all the stuff. It becomes random. You yes. have to be careful. Yeah. You have to yeah. be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get any questions or? Uh, yeah, somebody asked me what my next three books will be about. Yeah, I can. Uh, it's it's your podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do it. No, so, it's, your, yeah. it's my podcast. But I'm I'm up for that. That's perfect. It means so, I don't have to ask questions. My first book was for beginners. My second book is for more advanced players. My third book is for Django's. Is about Django in the 30s, so 1931, 1937. I want to write a book of Django f- uh, 40s, 50s, but I want I don't want it to be my next book. Mm-hmm. So. It has to book, be a book in between, yeah. and that's going to be a Bible book. Nice. So it's going to use the same categorization system that I used in the third book with like uh, crystal chains and stuff, but it's going to all be Bible. Nice. So I'm going to, just going to use Bible players like uh, Charlie Parker, cool. uh, Pasquale Gasso, yeah. uh, Martin for Easton, just really Bible players. And then yeah. after that, it's going to be the Jungle Book 1947 nice. and later, like the, the Rome sessions, you know, yeah. the great sessions. But also the, the, his art still playing or steamer playing. Yeah. That's some great stuff. That's yeah, some great yeah. Stuff. It's amazing. And then after that, I'm thinking now, it's my sixth book would be, but it might change, but I'm thinking about Jungle's Comping behind mm. Crepelli. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I'll categorize in the same way. Yeah, like, yeah. what is Jungle doing? Yeah. That's my plan for now. It's like the uh, book five and four and five are a certain thing. Book six can still change, but that's... That's what it's got to be. Cool. What I want to do. Cool. What's your next book going to be? Man, I'm still in the middle of mine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still in the middle of sort of basically fleshing out what I have. And that's, uh, that's taken me a long time. But I think that I'd want to do something for beginner violinists getting into playing. As in beginner jazz violinists. I think that would be my next Do you do videos? Thing. Do you do videos with it? They'll... I, I think it's going to be definitely going to be audio, probably video, probably video. We're we're still trying to work that out. You're a video content creator, right? uh, He has a YouTube channel. Check it out. I'll (laughs) link it in the description. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do bits and bobs. I'm not that. uh, What's he? What do you? I don't do loads, but I do bits and bobs. You don't do it daily anymore. No, you were doing it. for I was doing it late daily. (laughs) Tiring. It's hard to keep it up. Tiring, dude. It's tiring. (laughs) I started doing it. I don't know. Were you the reason I started doing it? You were definitely doing it around the same time yeah, that I was doing so it. Yeah, so maybe you did it was good you, you or... So cool, but here's the thing. I did it uh, as a fuel for my book. Yeah. So now I have this... Okay, I have this very intense period where I do this every day yeah. for like two months, but then yeah. I, I stop and I write the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a really good system for me. That's a good idea. And I think... And I, I felt like that was semi what I was trying to do as well, actually, because it was around the time I was formulating the idea, but it's all just happened at random points, but... Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good idea. I think. Yeah, I, I, my, I think I will be doing a bit more content creation later on as I'm as I'm getting to the end of the book, to because actually I need I would I do need content for the book. The book comes with videos, and the book comes. With my videos. last my last book has like forty six videos. 
It's a lot, dude. So I still was making videos, but I first wrote the book. Yeah, yeah. So that I already had all the materials. Yeah. But uh, you can expect uh, like 30 uh, shorts starting when I can be- get back next week with Bebop stuff. Oh, nice. Right? Great. Because it's for the, yeah, yeah. the Bebop book. Yeah, yeah. And then I start writing that in December or so. Yeah, yeah. Go on, it just... Uh, before we go, because yeah. we're probably going to wrap. What's the time? Actually? Yeah, it's three thirty, four thirty. Okay, before we wrap up, yeah. I want. I just, you know, I, I feel like you've gone through loads of periods in your life, different periods, musical periods, right? Like you've done loads of different things. You, man, band, bandolion, yeah. uh, the you know violinist, uh, mainly probably a mainly a violinist for a long time, and then you were you've you've done you've done so much stuff actually. I'm not even going to go through it all. If you listen to my first interview with you, you find out everything he's done. But he's done everything. But now, we, now you're you're focusing around it's like content creation and teaching and and right. and and, and, uh, and uh, yeah and, and writing books, right? Yeah, uh, bits of bits of playing as well. Sure, you you going around and you'll you'll um, you'll you'll do these it's festivals. Than it's less than forty. Less than before. Yeah, yeah, but you know a bit of playing uh, and, and teaching. What's what is an average day like for you? Because I think people, you know, I think it's interesting to, for people to hear. What what you what what's a content creator like yourself or someone that, who does what you do? What are you doing in a day? Most people don't have a clue what we're, what That's we're a good doing. Question. So um, the first thing I do is, is start uh, practicing actually, because um, so when this period comes with the shorts that's coming up, um, I need to have a piece of content I can produce every day because it's a daily thing, right? It's it's only one minute, but it still needs to be a new piece of vocabulary. So I start describing something. Do you, sorry, just can I just stop you? Do you do you are you recording a different one every day, or are you yes. recording them in batches? No, I recording, uh, no, okay. because I <laughs> I had the plan doing the batches, but it's just too annoying because yeah, uh, I then I record lots of stuff that I'm th- I'm not happy with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I want to be something that is really excites me, like a phrase, but that needs time to find it. Yeah. So I find this phrase that I like, Charlie Parker thing, and but my, I might find ten, you know, and I practice them all or practice like the ones that I think would be most suitable. One will jump out to me and then I start making a video. And that's actually a pretty long process because I first need to record a backing track. Like you, I think you use a lot of the same backing track, right? Uh, for the, I, I, no, actually I'll record a little backing track and just make okay. it a guitar. So I used to do a whole song, but <laughs> I let it go because yeah. it's just too much work. So now I just record the, the progression that the, that lick fits, fits over but it's different tempos yeah. so I record a back track and I do it in a very complicated way with two rhythm guitars and a bass yeah. and I need to MIDI program the bass right I need to mix and master that then I record that lick I have to play of course that doesn't go right the first time right? you yeah, have to do it a couple yeah, of times yeah, yeah. I have to edit the video then I have to edit my talking yeah. <laughs> then I have to do the, the yeah. captions yeah, 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 yeah. and then and then upload it then I have to plug it everywhere yeah. Right, like I have to put it in my Discord and stuff. Yeah. And do it every day. And then the day is over. When I'm when I'm done with that, the day is really over. Yeah. Yeah. I th- you know, I, yeah, so that that is a day. It's a full day. And uh, when I do play, when I have to play, I cannot um do everything, so then I can only do half of it. Yeah. So then there will be a day that there is no content. Yes. Yeah. Now when I uh, then after thirty days when that's all done, or probably longer because I won't be do it, able to do it every day, I start writing the book. Uh-huh. Then I rebuild my whole studio with another setup because this, this setup for the short is very different because the camera, you know, yeah, it's, like yeah, it's yeah. vertical video. The lighting is different. Yeah. The, the microphones are different. That for the teaching is different setup. Yeah. So I change every, everything, and I don't do gigs anymore. Yeah. Because I need to be focused on writing the book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
That's what I did with the previous book, at yes. least. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's an interesting. So that's that's a lot of work. And I have so, deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. Because right, I want the book to be finished before I go. Like now, before I would the Shrewsbury Festival, yeah. I wanted this jungle book to be finished because I yeah. wanted to take it. Yeah. Now I have the next camp coming up with Stockholm, Rosberg, mm-hmm. and Paul Schaefer in February. Yeah. I actually want the people book to be done by then. Yeah. So the, the probably means that January, February, I cannot play. Yeah. Because I have to. You got to do that. I have to. And that, that writing, man, it's like yeah. that process. With shooting, t- I'm talking about four to five videos, right? Yeah, yeah. Like 20 backing tracks. Yeah, yeah. This, these, these are like 14, 15 hour days. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's what I'm expecting with mine. But basically, like you do the the the, um, the YouTube thing really properly. That's that's the way. That's you know. I think people who think of YouTubers and they just think people are like just sitting around doing nothing and just like doing this, a bit. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> we're gonna go drink like five pints now. No, but just. It's a lot of work. It's not, yeah, and it's it becomes it becomes it becomes yeah. work. It's a lot of gear, but it becomes work. Uh, I, I think it, once you're doing it to that level, for me, I realise that, and I think that's you know, I'm not I'm not as prolific in that. I'm not as good at it. I don't think I find it very tough. No, but you, 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 I, if you look at my older videos, like six years ago, then and you will see the videos that I made. Like they got better usually, and better. That you can compare it. Uh, the thing is, though. I can make a living off. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is also a responsible thing for me. Yeah, so, yeah, a, yeah, right? yeah, 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 um, yeah. There was a time, like the first two years, I, I made like 100 euros a year yeah. <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really responsible. Yeah. But I really wanted to. And then the pandemic, of course, came. Yeah. And then that yeah. was the only thing I could do. Yeah. Right? So you got so, better at it. Yeah, I got better yeah, yeah. at it. And then uh, the second year of the pandemic was like, okay, actually... Um, this generates enough income for yeah. me to not have to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made the decision, okay, I'm only going to play when it's fun. Yes, yes, cool, great. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, nice. I was teaching a lot more in the university. I also, I only teach the yeah. courses that I think are fun. Yes, 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 sure. And sure. they know that, right? So yeah. they know, okay, so Christian stopped doing these things. Right? Yeah. They're a little bit angry <laughs> beginning, but now they understand. Nice, cool. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And uh, yeah, I think anyone who's, Doing it, he's trying to do it. Uh, it's a, it's it's an undertaking. It's not just something. I think that I realised that I, you know, I, I, I like doing a bit of it, but I, I find I find it very hard to keep up with it. Because if you if you're playing, I think you did a good job just going like, okay, I need to stop playing if I'm going to do this properly. Because yeah. if if you try and do two things at once, it can be very hard. Yeah, also with the travel, you know, it's mostly the travel. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you're tired. You <laughs> yeah, to, and then you have to make a video. No, no, no. That's yeah. Just, no, but I'm in the luxury position that I can do it yeah. because my previous books have sold very yeah, well. Yeah, but it's because you put the work in. It's because right? so you've done a good it job. Gr- it. it sustains me for a long yeah. time, that book. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Nice. Nice to chat to you, dude. Hey, man. It was really great. Um, I think we can uh, wrap it up there. Yeah. An hour and 15, just about. Or an hour and 13. Thanks so much for listening to this, guys. Uh, please check Christian Van Hemmer out on all of his socials. I should have links in the description of this podcast below uh, to, for, as to where you can find him. Uh, and yeah, and if you would like to support the podcast or get involved in my Jazz Violin Practice Club, then please head on over to patreon.com forward slash Matt Holborn. Uh, yeah, and that Jazz Violin Podcast, uh, that Jazz Violin Practice Club is a place that you can practice along with me. I will guide you through different aspects of jazz violin and different ways that you can practice it. It's all guided practice sessions, so it sort of takes away that mystery of, hey, what shall I practice today? Or how can I practice that? I understand that 
concept, but how do I practice it? Well, don't worry about it anymore. Just join the Jazz Violin Practice Club and practice along with me. I'll take you through lots of different aspects of jazz violin playing. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure to chat at you. Please come again, like, share, subscribe, I guess, all that stuff. Goodbye.